The Ravens have COVID. Cowboys really suck. And this is episode 16 of the Fumble Brewski. Snap, crackle, pop. Fuck Rice Rice Krispies. Fernando, how are we doing? I'm even more pumped now that we just didn't even time that and we both said fuck Rice Krispies at the same time. Same time. So fuck yeah. I wish I they could get it. They know what's up. They know what's up. They it's know what's 16 up. 16 episodes now. Everybody knows. Fuck Rice Krispies. Come at me, man. Your lawyers versus Beth Ann. Fuck with me. You know I got <laughs> oh, it, baby. That's an easy dub. Easy For those dub. of you who don't know, Spencer's mom's a liar. She's the best. The best there is, easy dub for us against Rice Krispies on that one. They can't even hang, bro. <laughs> Spencer and I were pre-law in high school, too, so we'll be her little paralegals and we'll bull. <laughs> That's it. That's the plan. That's the plan. We did have a nice little trial in, like, what was that, like, 10th grade or something? We 10th did like, grade, a little, yeah, a little yeah. trial. <laughs> yeah, you know, for Judge Hames, my homie. So boy. <laughs> shout out the boys and all the Hames sibling, all 15 oh. of them. I got I got a funny story that I'll tell you later, Fernando. Oh, tell me about Judge Haynes or the Haynes, <laughs> any of them. I'll tell Brian, you. Brian, Danny, all the boys, bro. I still have Danny's lacrosse bag. That's <laughs> fire, man. My favorite little middle schooler of all time. Oh, fake punt for the Gators just worked. We That's love a fake punt. No matter college or NFL, we love a fake punt. I love special teams plays that make me actually cheer instead of just watching right? a kick down the field. Exactly. No offense. Speaking of football, though, speaking of football, a pretty disappointing Thanksgiving day, but what should be uh, some exciting moments on Sunday as as playoff implications start to kind of come more into effect here. Uh, first of all, elephant in the room: Ravens versus Steelers. Is it happening right now? Right now, the NFL is scheduled it for Tuesday. I don't know if that game's gonna happen. Dude, I need it to happen. I've got a lot uh, of oh, Steelers players. That's a huge game, fantasy wise. With the Steelers, with Lamar Jackson, I mean, usually one, at least one Ravens running back and possibly Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. Dude, you got and the, all the Steelers players. You, got you know, th- Connor, Johnson, Juju maybe. They've got three crazy receivers, man. Those are all three plays. Like, those, like I was just reading an article. Like, we haven't had three 1,000-yard receivers in so long. I don't think the Steelers can do it. But, like, it's a lot of heads to feed. But if Big Ben's going to throw 35, 45 times a game, yeah. it can be done. Which and I think he might do this week versus the Ravens. Exactly. Like, if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, like, put it up. I mean, Lamar is COVID right now. So, like, I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I mean, so he's not playing on Tuesday either way, I don't think. Right? Yeah. And, like. I think you got to wait us. You have to be negative for a certain amount of time yeah, to I know, play. I know for, and he still has it. I know if you're a close contact guy, you have to have five negative tests. I assume if you have COVID, it's probably more strict than that. Well, I assume if you have COVID, you probably have to wait two weeks, right? And then test negative. I don't see, I've, seen, I've seen players like te- like wait two weeks. I've seen them wait like a week. Wait like a week maybe, and then they have to get a bunch of negative tests? Yeah. But either way, Lamar Jackson can't play by Tuesday, I don't think. No, right. And I'm sure we'd have to look more into like whether J.K. Dobbins and stuff can and play. And that's an important game. That's an important game for the Ravens. They're at 6-4. and four, And while they, they probably weren't going to win either way, now you go in there with RG3 instead of Lamar Jackson? Hey, man, don't hate on my dog, RG3. He's oh, no, RG3 is a baller. But he's just not hes not an MVP. You know what I mean? Not right now, at least. <laughs> not right now at all. But, like, the cool thing about RG3 is at least you can don't have to shake up your offense too much. That's true. I'm not they saying that. They know how to play with a guy like RG3. I'm not saying that RG3's plug-and-play 
poor man's version of Lamar Jackson, run to the waiver wires and fire him up. He's obviously going to be limited. He's not as good of a thrower at this stage in his career. He's not as dynamic of a runner. But at the end of the day, you can still run those bootleg plays, those little run options. I mean, he can still – he's still going exactly. to run. Exactly. You're still going to have to – you still have designed runs. And at the end of the day – It'll still be the same style offense, a lot of a lot of run pass option, I think stuff he, like that. They'll probably depend on the running game too. Uh, I don't know if Dobbins can go, but if Ingram can go and – oh, no, Ingram's out too. So it's going to be Gus Edwards. Yeah. Picked him up in my league. I mean, that's By a good way. play. Gus Edwards, actually, his best game of the year this year was against the Steelers. Um, Mark I mean, Ingram. it sucks that, yeah, Steelers have a good run deed, but if you're going to get that much volume with he, your other top two running backs being out... He's just an efficient guy, man. Like, little Gus Edwards is very efficient. Ingram was out that Steelers game, and Dobbins didn't get as much work. Um, I think... Edwards he had is it. fairly efficient with his touches. Yeah, I think he, he doesn't th- get that many of them, but he usually plays well. Like he doesn't like lay an egg usually. That's what I'm saying. He had like 13 touches, 65 yards. I want to say he had a touchdown. Like that's pretty good work, man. That's an RB two right I th- there. I could see him getting a stat line very similar to that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I they- think they're gonna run the ball enough, or they'll have it near the goal line once or twice. He's gonna have he'll, to. He'll score a run like less than 10 yards, but he'll score a touchdown, uh, and then I'll get yeah. I 60, think, 70 yards. Exactly. I think he has to, like, especially if they're going to win. Um, he's decent in the pass game, too, so they won't turn away from him. I think the key- It's tough against the Steelers once again, but I think it's capable. I don't think they're, like, that good of a defense that they'll completely shut someone down. Oh, no, right. I think the coolest thing about RG3 is, like, at least you get that household rushing name, too, you know? Like, our defensive coordinator is going to have to key up RG3 because he does not want to be the guy. Who the RG3 run him up again. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to at least, yeah, you have to at least plan for him a little bit. You've got to account for those legs. Um, But either way, that's a very important game. Like I said, the Ravens are 6-4. And and with the AFC playoff picture the the way it is now, that's like a, a big loss. I mean, hey man. Puts you to six and five, while other teams could be up to seven and three, eight and three. Plus divisional game, you know, you know the Steelers are the guys you're contending for. Exactly. For that division. I mean, they weren't going to win the division either way. But right, those tiebreakers are all going to all going to hurt in the end, man. I mean, but yeah, the the tiebreakers of divisional record. I mean, hey man, come into play. As a Dolphins fan, I'm freaking rooting for the Ravens. I mean, I'm rooting for the Steelers. Oh, no, I'm rooting for the Steelers, exactly. I just want the game to be played, man. In my in my Dynasty League, I have James Conner, Chase Claypool, TJ Watt, and Patrick Queen all starting this week. And yeah, everyone I mean, else on my team has either COVID or is just hurt. So most I can't... People, most people have... Like, most leagues have a decent amount of Ravens and Steelers players being played each week. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. Actually, leagues are doing a bunch of different things. So one of my other leagues is doing this rule where because we don't know if the game is going to happen or not, they're saying if, you, if you're like worried about that specific question, you can request like a one-to-one switch out, basically. Uh, so you say before that guy starts, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, I want Carson Wentz's points or something like that. Yeah, right? no, which I, I think is interesting. But I just, also, some people say consider just like an injury, and you're fucked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I there's two schools of thought. Ordinarily, I would say it's like an injury, but like this is too. If the game gets canceled, that's not the same thing as like a player just having COVID and the game is playing. 
the, I whole, agree. the whole last game got canceled, man. Too, like, I think at this point, too, and we don't know, like, the NFL can decide to replay the game in week 18, and it's not like a like if they have a, an additional week, and it's not like a huge deal, right? But that fantasy seasons will be over by then. Oh, really over, man. So, like, what are you going to so do? So they can't do that. You know what I mean? You're going to TBD the, the, the standings for me so I could play? No. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So there has to be a fix for this week if the game gets canceled. Um, which I do kind of like that idea that my league is doing where you, you have to suggest the player, right, before their game starts. So you can't see and wait and see how anybody did. You say... If this person doesn't play, I want this person to be my starter. I think that's a pretty fair way to go about it. Yeah, I just proposed that. That's how interesting that was to me, Spencer. You uh, just proposed that? I just proposed that in my league because this is ridiculous. Like, It's tough. I mean, it's just tough. And I used to be, I honestly used to be in the school and thought that, yeah, it's just an injury. Um, but I guess when it comes to this point, that's a lot of a big players getting injured, and it's a lot of, like, that doesn't take any managerial skills, you know what I mean? I That's think, just, like, unfortunate. <laughs> I think the distinction is, like, okay, like I also had J.K. Dobbins in this league. The reason I didn't include him in my list is because he has COVID. I know I'm not going to play him, you know? Exactly. What I'm saying is that I think alternate should be a lot. Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm agreeing with you, Spencer, because, like, the rest of those guys are all healthy. TJ Watt, like Chase Claypool, James Conner, none of them have COVID. None of them are injured. None of them are banged up. They should be playing. And it's, yeah, it's just such a lack of control. But there's outside circumstances. Situation. Yeah, it's just a lack of control over the, situ- over the situation. So yeah, I think an alternate to pretty fair league. If you guys are struggling right now uh, with COVID in your fantasy football team, suggest it to the commissioners. Or if you're the commissioner... Just make the change. This is a dictatorship, remember. Dictatorship, baby. <laughs> Fuck the votes if you're the commissioner. If you're exactly. not the commissioner, this is a democracy. A democracy. <laughs> no way. I'm never going to be commissioner. I hate that stress. I prefer to win leagues, not run them. See, I don't do either of those things. Because I've, I've come to the sad reality that my fate uh, is just trying to avoid the sacco. You're a middle of the pack team, man. That's that's what I'm you're. Bottom, I'm the last place team right now. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You're historically a middle of the pack franchise. Historically a middle of the pack franchise. Not even really, last guys. Place. Spencer also has the record. I think you're the only person who's ever been last place twice in the league. Yeah, I have lost twice. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Two out of the it's seven years, bad. Spencer pretty has bad, been yeah. last place. I, I have a pretty bad track record in in Ga. <laughs> wow, that's. It's okay. I need. I mean, it's not. This is double header week again, and it's not looking too good. You already are. Zeke putting up a whopping two point nine points. Yeah, man, Ezekiel Elliott just—he just. I mean, the Cowboys are bad, dude. I think he had what four? I think he, I read a stat on Thanksgiving. He had four career fumbles before this. He has five. But this but season. he he usually eats on Thanksgiving. He has. Uh, he also, was gonna become the first player to like. Have four consecutive hundred yard games if he got a hundred. Yeah, and he laid thirty two yards in a fumble. Rough. Rough time for Zeke owners, man. I am happy I traded him for Dalvin Cook. Great sweep for me. Great, great trade for you. <laughs> great, absolutely trade. a great trade. I traded for Zeke, unfortunately. Now I warned you, Spencer. 
Yeah, not good, not good. Either way, so we're, we're, we're depending on Ryan Tannehill. I got the Ryan Tannehill-AJ Brown connection going in my league. So if they can put up big numbers against a good Colts defense, then I'll be looking good. Dude, don't worry, man. We're riding Ryan Tannehill together for the rest of the season, man. I got him in my there dynasty league after losing Burrow, after losing Burrow and Dak. I'm, I'm down legend, to my lo- my Lord and Savior, Ryan Tannehill. That's his nickname, Lord and legend, Savior. Exactly. Uh, hopefully, he should ride it out for me, man. He's got a good couple matchups after the Colts. Like, if you still have trades available, or like if you're eyeing that waiver wire and you stream QBs. I like to pick up guys a weekend ahead of time. I think this week is perfect. Um, managers won't feel too confident after that Ravens game, and they'll look at the Colts with fear. But after that, that schedule is beautiful for the Titans, man. I mean, AJ, speaking of AJ Brown, too, man. They, they've got the Cleveland Browns, the Jaguars, the Lions in Week 15, and the Packers in Week 16. Those are two I mean, fantasy, two tough. fantasy playoffs, man. But and the Packers are a good defense, but like they're such a high-scoring offense that they're gonna they're have to air team, it out. Yeah. You're going to have yeah, to air it out. Team. So Tannehill and A.J. Brown should feast. It's the fantasy championship. Uh, in that game, yeah, they should feast in that game. It's the fantasy championship. Like I would light up A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill very comfortably. And that's what I'm saying. You can oh, plan oh, ahead. Yeah. You can Absolutely. plan ahead. Those are beautiful matchups. Yeah, against bad defenses like that, definitely good matchups. Uh, speaking of that game, the NFL implications, though, that's a divisional game with two 7-3 teams. That's like a pretty good game, pretty big game when it comes to, to playoffs. Uh, and Which it should game? be a pretty the Colts Titans, two seven and three teams. In oh. the same division. That's also rare in the first place to have two teams at seven and three in your division. Um But but at a stage like this, yeah, that's a big game. Um I don't really know how Phillip Rivers is gonna play, but I keep saying I keep doubting them and then he puts up a good performance. Uh, so I think I gotta ride the Colts there. The Titans came and beat them the last time out, but I think the Colts might figure out how to get the win and, and leapfrog the Titans in the division. Is it who's playing where? Like uh, I believe the game is in Indianapolis. I could be wrong. I <laughs> I think the Titans are repicking up steam, man. When we've seen them do it, um, we've seen them do it late down the stretch again. I. I could definitely see the Colts winning, but I'm going to have to lead Titans, man. They just beat the Ravens in that big emotional, like, comeback game. Like, Tannehill's hot again. He's feeling himself. They're finally feeding Derrick Henry again, which is key. And, like, I could just see them running away from a team like the Colts who just don't have an identity. We talked about the Colts' backfield last week. Jonathan Taylor. So I'm doing this strictly on principle. All principles. I've said, I've said many, many times that the Colts are bad, right? I feel you. You don't want to get burned. I don't just because they, they really don't have an identity. I exactly. agree with you. Not like a passing team. They have no standout wide receivers. The running backs are all very average. You know what I mean? It's just their defense. Um, so I guess you can call them a defensive team if you want. But then I think you have to have like a very standout defense to do that. But either way, they're 7-3. and three. So I, I'm, I'm riding with them just so I don't lose... A third time in a, in a row, I believe. <laughs> no, of course. You know, I just, I don't know. That identity, that running game for the Colts just pisses me off, man. We talked about their backfield last week saying, finally, Neiman Himes is the guy to trust. And gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor 20 times. Like, right. <laughs> wh- wh- where is this consistency, guys, man? Like, for no reason either. It's not like Naheem Hines did anything wrong. Frankie, Frankie. Mr. Reich. Like, <laughs> I know you don't give a fuck about fantasy, man. I don't care about your fantasy backfield either. 
But for fantasy managers managers and our and our viewers. He can, knew everybody was gonna play Naheem Hines. Can so you please a just big fuck you? Just choose one guy, man. Just choose Jonathan I mean, yeah, Taylor. Makes, makes makes the fantasy job almost impossible when just, it comes to Colts running backs. Jesus, because you could play you could play a guy like Hines and then have him get what four touches. Like, I'm, be- I'm sure he got more than that, but but not a sizable share of the workload when he deserves it. And then you'll bench him, and the next game he'll get another twenty touches. And I feel like we've seen this for Naheem Hines, like when we had Marlon Mack too. Like this is a a good guy. He's like he knows how to play. He's good in space. He makes. He's a good football player. Either give him looks or just commit to Jonathan Taylor, man. I hate. Speaking of good football players, the Dolphins have a few of them. A couple. How do you feel about that game? I mean, I'm not worried about this game at all. No, no, We're playing the, the Jets. The Broncos like, game. Oh, the Broncos game, I'm very disappointed. I think that's a very bad loss for the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's a loss you can't take. And I've been thinking about the fact that Tua got benched and how I feel about it. And I'm starting to come around to it because I think in the end it was a good move. Because one, it's not like there was any argument after the fact from anybody that says, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter now. So it was clearly a one-game, in-game decision. The offense did look better with Fitzpatrick at the end of the game, even though he threw a pick. They were moving the ball better than they had all game. And two, if anybody knows about benching quarterbacks, like, if you look back to Tua's freshman year in college, he came in off the bench in the national championship game as a freshman, right? So he knows that it could happen at any time, and it's about winning the game. So that's why I think it was a good decision in that circumstance, that being said, we still lost, so like it doesn't really matter. But but that's why I'm I've come around to say it's a good decision, uh, and that I don't think it was it was bad of Flores to do it. Yeah, man. As long as there's no QB controversy, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a class act, great and great character. Like he just took that. He said, "I got to start again, got to play again, and then he just went right back to the bench, and he knows his role, he knows his place. And that's yeah, really he's accepted need. it, exactly. He's accepted it, which is exactly what you need, especially from a guy like Fitzpatrick, who people know are like is like possibly good enough to play, and they like him, but it's good for him to say, like, yep, you're right, I'll come in and do whatever you need. It just let's go, let's go win. You know? what I'm saying. It's, it's classy to be like, hey, I'm here for the team, you know, like, do I want to play? Of course. But at the end of the day, like, he has no illusions. He, like, he knows exactly who he is to this squad. Like, and he played well, actually. Like, yeah, he threw the pick, but he moved the ball. We scored three points, and we we got ourselves in a position that we could possibly win the game or at least come back. Um. So yeah, like he didn't get it done, but but I'm not mad about putting him in the game too because he's somebody that has the potential to bring your team back. Exactly. Uh, that being said, I think Tua needs a big game. I think he'll be able to have his first big game. There's my prediction, my bold prediction, is that I think Tua is going to finally get his game where he wins. You know what I mean? In the yeah. first three wins, he never really did much. I can see this but being his little coming we'll out party. it out against the Jets. Air it out, you know, like he's definitely got to be feeling some type of way that people have been coming at him all week saying like, oh, he got benched, all this crap. All this little flack. I could definitely see him saying, I'm going to pick apart this little secondary. My guys are healthier. Our run game is banged up, so I think Tua has to have a big game anyways. 
Um, we're down to only Brita because Ahmed is now out. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, what is Ahmed injured? Yeah, he is not playing. Um, That's rough, and I, I mean, it's rough for me. I, I just cut Matt Brita in a league. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's going to be the only guy, right? No, Matt Brita and what's his face? DeAndre, DeAndre Washington. Washington. He, he is, is activated and he carries. is clear. So we'll get to see him finally. That should be good. Yeah, he's probably going to get a few carries then. Um, so right now we're down to them. Um, Gaskin has been... Like activated off the IR, but he's not been designated to return, so they have. Well, like, and that's why this is a great week for us to play the Jets because I thank really God. like. I really am not worried about the Jets beating us. Like I think the Jets are just like a far inferior football team, right? I just think they're very bad, and we're good enough to beat the Jets almost no matter who we play. Like no matter who our players are, I think we're good enough to beat the Jets. Uh, but then this gives us like another week to sort of settle in and get get healthy again and try to make a playoff push. Exactly. It we'll should, have Gaskin coming back. Tua will have a little more experience. It should hopefully um, right the ship again, you know? It should yeah, get us back on, to that winning, on, on that winning track. That's all we need, man. But, but, yeah, so that being said, I think this is an easy win for the Dolphins after a very bad loss, and that loss puts us in a position where we need to beat either the Chiefs or the Patriots. We have to beat one of them. Patriots. So that New England game, which we... Th- yeah, obviously we're not going to beat the Chiefs probably. But that New England game becomes a lot bigger uh, because we don't really have any more wiggle room after that loss. Oh, yeah. It's a lot more fun. The cool thing is, like, we should actually beat the Patriots because they're the Patriots. Um, hey, yeah. Whoever thought we could have said that? Come on. <laughs> yeah, baby. And we're playing in Miami, so I would have I would have pegged this as a win for us regardless, even if Tom fucking Brady was on that schedule. Um, and I think we'll plan better. I don't think we had a good game plan against Cam uh, the first game. And I'll actually put that one on Flores. It just looked, We looked lost against the running QB. Um, but I think we'll have a way better game plan coming into the, that second matchup against the Patriots, especially in a sort of – I'm not going to call it a must win yet, but I think we have to get to 10 wins if we want to make the playoffs, so it could be a must win. Oh, yeah, definitely a must-win, man. Like we, this is gonna be a tight AFC race, man. I would love to see us win the division, but realistically, we're looking at wild cards. So we got to realistically, we're looking at wild cards. So we got to rack up wins where we can. But I like the Dolphins, man. I think we should beat the Patriots, man. I don't think it was necessarily Flores' fault week one. I think we've seen the t- the defense gel a lot better. All but, right, um, yeah. I don't know if it was Flores' fault. It's also the first game without a preseason. What I, what, I, what I mean to say is, like, I think the first two weeks, the after the first two weeks of the NFL, the league really adjusted to Cam Newton, and they realized, like, oh shit, like, he's not who he was in Carolina, but like Cam Newton is a much better player who teams he's have still actually a good been player. like. They've been keying up on him now, though. He's not been able to run as freely, and like he's smart enough to know that, though. Like in Carolina, if there wasn't running lanes, you would still see Cam Newton take big rushing days because he would just pounded if he had to he'd just go up the alley very good for a big yeah <laughs> take a hit and then get a nice run if he had to he's not running as much in new england because he knows he's got to take care of that it's body. more tactical running exactly so it's more more planned design run rather than oh i see this i'm gonna take it exactly and so since they're designed with him noticing there are less lanes he's just been running less and like that's something that i think when we play him again we're gonna be able to do better and we should hopefully light the patriots up I mean, I hope you're right. And and for a team like the Dolphins that's so young, the lack of a preseason really hurts, I think. Especially when you're talking about the defense, who the oldest guy is 29. 
So it's not like these guys have been playing together forever. It's not like a lot of them have been even playing football in the NFL forever. We got so complete preseason in that sense. The lack of a preseason really hurts. Completely new D line, new sec like yeah. new secondary man, new coaching like, staff a little bit. Everything it was really like all these little mitigating factors that like we saw that they're seeming to click. I think this Jets game is going to be very big if we can see Tua take Either that way, next step. I think the next two games, we, we have to win the next two games comfortably to get on a roll. Like, we're playing the Jets and the Bengals without Joe Burrow. Um, really need, I think this is really important for us to get uh, two, like, comfortable wins. Yeah, baby. I mean, I hope that, I mean, as of right now, Brandon Allen is playing for the Bengals. I believe Brandon Allen's playing for no, the Bengals. He is. He's starting. What I'm saying is... I don't know if he'll be starting, but by next week, you know, he could be trash. But it'll be Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley. Neither of those guys scare me, you know? Yeah, neither of those guys scare me either, especially with the way our defense is. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Allen, like, welcome back to the league, I guess. Like, this is cool. I heard uh, my cousin went to Arkansas, met Brandon Allen, heard he was an asshole. Asshole? (laughs) Absolute douche. All right. Well, fuck you then, Brandon Allen. In In honor of the Krimsky clan, I hope you fucking get hicked six times, sacked six 18, times against the Dolphins. Eighteen sacks against right now. We're gonna eighteen let, sacks. Eighteen. That's it. Or I right, fine sacks and QB hits, whatever you know. Yeah, there you go. Eighteen hits. Eighteen hits. Eighteen times your face. You're be picking absolutely up turf. Built up, being yeah. a He'll dick. Be absolutely beat up for being <laughs> a dick to one of the Crimson. Can you imagine a QB taking eighteen hits? Yeah, that would be I tough, just man. want to do everything I can and just get out of there. Gah! And just, like, fucking roughing the passer every play. doesn't even matter. You're just fucking every this guy play. up. That'd be a that's cool a tough strategy. Game. Cool strategy. Just knock out their QB. Just fuck him up. Absolutely. That, it that's depends what QB. Like, I do that against, like, the Patriots, you know what I mean? Like, Tom him, Brady just, Patriots. Just make, just make Tom Brady absolutely terrified every time you come down, you feel me? Yeah, just, like, have him know that most plays he's going to hit the ground. Just like, oh, if you <laughs> drop back, boy, like, I'm about to hit you, whether, whether no matter what happens. <laughs> exactly. I'm not trying to hurt you, but I'm trying to hit you. <laughs> exactly, man. Good strategy. We'll see. That's probably why we're not NFL coaches. Yep. I'm pretty we'll sure see. that's what happened to Sean Payton with that targeting thing. But. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why Greg Williams got suspended for two years and fined a whole lot of money. Yeah, but it's whatever, man. Who says Speaking you have to? Speaking of Tom Brady, though, last game I want to talk about. Chiefs-Bucks is a pretty good game. Pretty high-profile, high-star caliber game. Mahomes-Brady. Interesting stat about that one. Buccaneers are home underdogs, right? Which mm-hmm. they should be. Brady is ten and one against the spread uh, when he's a home underdog. So I guess something strikes in his mind. That chip on the shoulder grows, he and hates, he balls out when he's a home underdog. He hates being doubted, and it's like a big right? thing. You, you see that in fantasy too. Like Tom Brady historically rarely has back to back shitty fantasy weeks, and he shouldn't. Like you said, it should be a high scoring game, so he should air it out. Um. A lot of star power. Very interesting game, but definitely two different caliber teams, I'd say. Like anyone thinking, I mean, yeah, this is not a Super Bowl matchup, is what I'm saying. You know, I mean, people think it could be. If like, it the is, ha- the Chiefs the Bucks haven't win. played the Super Bowl potential yet, but they are seven and four, and they're saying people are saying they haven't been playing like it, but they have the the talent to do that. 
which I don't doubt. I think they have the talent. If they figure it out, if they gel in the last couple weeks, they can make a run. Oh, they Mike definitely- Evans, Chris Godwin, Ronald Jones and Fournette and Brady. Um, Antonio Brown, too. And Antonio Brown, exactly. Now, that's a cool and thing. Gronk. That's like a big thing I've been hearing. It's like, why is Tom Brady focusing on Antonio Brown? I get it. Great caliber player, awesome route runner, one of the best we've ever seen. You've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there. You've called up Gronk to come out of retirement to play with you. Like, okay. why? Okay, did I you don't need... think that's fair. I don't well, think that's you fair. You don't need a. He had Antonio 13 Brown targets. The best for... He had 13 targets, bro. You're going to tell me Antonio Brown at this stage in his career deserves 13 targets and you shouldn't be targeting Mike Evans 13 times? I mean, you can target both of them. I think either of them. But he doesn't. Either of them deserve it. But he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying. Antonio Brown hasn't played. He's rusty. Yeah, he hasn't played in a while. But just like two or three years ago, two years ago, he was the best receiver in the NFL. And not because he's big. Because he's a great route runner and has great hands. No, oh, yeah. And, like, I, I understand why he's doing it right now. That offensive line is garbage, you know? Like, that but, I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. The receiver core, the receiving core on that team is absurd. It's like... They could get it going at any time. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like Antonio Brown runs those those open those those clean routes, like you said, those crisp routes, gets open, and that offensive line is terrible. So I can see why he's doing those shorter passes instead of those downfield Mike Evans passes. Antonio Brown is on the third or the second corner, not even matched up against your best guy. If they have your best guy on Mike Evans, you want a feast with Antonio Brown on a corner two. Yeah. Come on, it's pretty fair to say. That is I mean, pretty I mean, that juicy said, matchup, man. That being said, if you need a jump ball type guy, you throw it out to Mike Evans and he'll probably catch it. So there's two different styles there. But I think that that just leaves the Bucks in a good position when it comes to their passing game that for some reason hasn't clicked completely yet. But like, they're still a winning team with the potential to get better in my mind. No, they can only get better, man. Like I said, Tom Brady should have a good week. He should have a great week. The Chiefs yeah, are definitely better. Different caliber. This is a definitely yeah, interesting game. Yeah, and I think if, the Chiefs are a different caliber team in general. If like, I'd, I'd probably put the Chiefs at... It's hard. I'd, I'd probably think the Chiefs are better than the Steelers, too. Really? It's hard to say that, but I think if you're talking about, once again, like just level of team all around, the Chiefs' D is not good, but I think their offense has like the most firepower potential. Out of anybody. We've seen this story play so many times, though, Spencer. The defense versus the offense. In the Super Bowl, man, even the AFC Conference, like, playoffs, like, that defense is what matters, man. That cold-weather football, that Steelers yeah, defense is and, scary, man. I think it's man. very close. I think it's very close. I, would, I, I don't to... think it's a blow-away, but I do think that the Chiefs are the better team. Uh, it's, it's tough. That would be a good matchup. That's going to be a good Hell of an AFC championship. Hell of an AFC championship, man. If that's how everything plays out, I'm drooling just thinking about that. I mean, technically, the Steelers, like, once again, they're undefeated. 10-0. 10-0. I mean, I'm hoping they lose. I'm hoping they lose, you know, because of my 72 Dolphins, man. I'm trying to crack open that. Just one game, exactly. Just trying to crack open that champagne. But I would would love, honestly, this year to see the Steelers win the Super Bowl. Big Ben deserves another ring. I think it'd be Big a great. Big Ben, everybody was doubting him. I was even doubting him a little. So I'm bit. saying, I, I think it'd be say. a great comeback for him to cap it off. You know. And then retire. I was gonna say, 
Uh, that's my next Instantly, question. If yeah. he wins a Super Bowl, do you think he retires? Yeah, I think he should. He'll he's comp- old. He'll, he's not the same physically. But he'll dick that team over, man. Who will they yeah, have? Okay, yeah, yeah, they'll have no one. You're right. They'll Maybe have he won't retire. Absolutely no one, man. I don't even know Mason Rudolph. Is he still their backup? Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph. Who? Duck Hodges. Oh boy. Yeah. They need to draft a QB this year, then. Right? But they'll win the Super Bowl. They'll have the thirty-two, the thirty-second. Shit. They're fucked. <laughs> what do they do when Ben retires? Yeah. They need a guy. No, but they won't. Ben won't retire after winning the Super Bowl. He'll be like, I can do it again. Everybody does no. that, I feel like. Unless like, you're like Peyton Manning. Like, like Unless Pey- you're Peyton Manning and you retire after the Super Bowl, actually. Where do you, you knew- retire after he won the Super Bowl? Yeah, he knew that he was, his arm was done, though, man. That was when he got benched. His arm, mid- yeah, his arm had been done. He had he threw like nine picks. Like He had like a 7-9 to nine TD to interception ratio or something that year. Like... But At he retired point. after they won, the same year they won, right? Yeah, yeah. He gets, like, hurt, remember, and they play Brock for, like, four or five games. But, like... The next year? No, no, that year, that year, like, that Super Bowl oh, year. Oh, no, but Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, like, mid-season, he gets, like, he, like, takes, like, four or yeah. five weeks off because he's yeah. hurt or some bullshit. King Cap, True. he's definitely not hurt, but he did win the Super Bowl, man, and he, Peyton Manning is, oh, I miss him. I mean, yeah, he was great, but but I think Big Ben could do the same thing. It's probably not going to happen. Just ride uh, off into the sunset with the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably not going to happen. That would be cool if it did, and it probably should happen, but yeah, you're right. The Steelers are left in a bad situation then with no QB. They'd have to trade for someone. They couldn't even draft. I mean, they have to draft a guy in like the second round or something, but they have to trade for someone for the first year because... I mean, I guess if you think about it though, like, is that really his problem? Like, if is he's tired, is that oh, is that Ben's problem? Yeah, like if he's tired, know. like if he realizes his arm can't do it anymore, like, is it really his? Like, I guess we just made this whole conversation meaningless, but like, is it really his concern? Like, I think it is. Somebody that's been, if you've been on the Steelers your whole career, right? You know that you are the Steelers. Like, you can't be like, oh, fuck you, I'm retiring, we just won. Like, but, you figure it out now? But okay, can't like, do that. But the only way to set them up for the future would, for, for, would be for Big Ben to come back and then play terrible. And then lose, exactly. But so then what's the point? Like, like you're right, there is no point. <laughs> and and I, that's why I'm saying I agree, he should, because there really is no point. Because like, if he comes win. back and they make the playoffs, so they're still fucked next year. I mean, either way, I guess either way, that's bound to happen, right? One of the two is bound to happen. Either he says, either he says, okay, I'm going to go out on top, or he's like, fine, I'll just, I'll keep playing, but I'm just going to suck, and it's going to suck for me. So true, I guess, I don't know, that's a good point. Oh, Tweet well. at us, at DeFumbleBrewski, uh, let us know your thoughts, that's an interesting scenario. What would you rather uh, do, as see him retire? Yeah. Or what would you rather one two that's two questions one what would you do as Ben Roethlisberger and two what would you rather see as a as an NFL fan I think those are two good questions to to leave it as uh, I don't know about you but I think that's a good place as ever to leave off ponder that as you may enjoy your life I'll lives. be thinking about it all day probably I <laughs> will be thinking of Big Ben's life in perspectives <laughs> yeah exactly that's all I'll be doing. What would Ben do? 
What would Ben do? WWBD. WWBD, <laughs> baby. It never dies. All right, and with that, episode 16, over. Signing off. Signing Go off. Dolphins. Thanks for listening. Go Dolphins. Remember always, fuck Rice Krispies. Peace. Peace.